The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome back to another episode of Colts fans. Yay. In Villesland. Oh. This episode brought to you by our sponsors at Preparation H, um, the elite butthole cream, because that is, uh, that is, there's a lot of pain there right now. Um, emotionally. Dude, I'm scarred right now. I'm fucked up. This Colts team is shit. It's shit. Uh, I'm a I'm a little more optimistic. The Colts team isn't shit. The offense is shit. Uh the front office is I don't know what is going on. I don't know the game plan. And maybe that's why I'm all kind of just in limbo here. Defense looks awesome. I, I don't care what anyone says. That defense looks great. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but it's been a week. There's no focus. There's no path. Like if we're tanking, let us know that we're tanking. Right. No, I. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we have lots to talk about today, ladies yeah, and gentlemen, listeners. It has been one hell of a week at uh, the offices of. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts, but let's first start off. Random, my man, I want to hear all about your trip. I've seen some pictures. Uh, I've seen some tweets. It was enjoyable. It looked like, uh, aside from the game, uh, you took it everything pretty well. I just felt bad that you had to watch that um, that disaster on that game, a game-winning drive from Taylor fucking Heineke. Um, tell us about the trip, though. I, I do want to hear about it. Well, you know, we took the nice, uh, woke up at five o'clock in the morning, departed Rochester, got a, got into India around uh, three, 3.30. Oh, no kidding. You guys flew. Oh, yeah. Well, my uh, my father-in-law is a uh, is a sheriff, so he takes full oh, advantage. Oh, no kidding. He gets pulled over. He's got a badge to show everybody. <laughs> so, yeah. We That's stopped awesome. a couple of times, too. We made really good time. That's um, awesome. I hope I can yeah. make it at that time. It was nice. It was nice. So, uh, yeah, you know, we checked into the hotel and, uh, man, what do we do first? Oh, we kind of just, uh, we went to the pro shop right off the bat, got some new swag for, for the whole family, Good. um, went to, to Kilroy's. My God, those peanut butter jelly wings are so You good. got them? Oh my God. Them. I can't wait to got have them. them. Oh my God. They're just, oh, I'm so glad you liked all them. their wings. All their wings are just phenomenal. They were They're... packed. It was 
Halloween. So, I mean, we, oh, me yeah. and my father-in-law went there. We, we were there probably for about two hours. And uh, just, you know, all the sights and the sounds and college football games were on. So that was fun. Uh, I watched Tennessee versus Kentucky. We better had go through all this pain this year as Colts fans so we can get Hendon Hooker. Hooker. I don't care that he's going to be 26 when he starts for us. The guy is the truth. If we can somehow get our hands on him, I'd be thrilled. So then after we ate Kilroy, well, we brought Kilroy's back to the hotel because Kilroy's does not allow anyone under 21 into the bar. So my oh. four-year-old counts. Um, so we brought food back to the hotel. We snacked there. And then my wife, my father-in-law decided, hey, let's go out in town and see some things. Went to Nikki Blaine Cigar Bar, which I thoroughly, thoroughly recommend for anyone going there. Even if you don't like cigars, just the ambiance. It's like an old school, like speakeasy. Very cool, like slow, like jazz just playing. We consider uh, that, I think. I think when we went, we were talking about maybe doing We're that. talking about going. And then I knew, all right, I have to go this time. I have good. to go. And yeah, oh, my God. it was, The service was phenomenal. The people there were so friendly. Um so then after, you know, we had we had a couple cocktails there, the cigar. We went out to the, the big circle roundabout thing, the, the monument. Oh, yeah. They lit that on up for uh, the veterans. And that was my, my father-in-law loved that. He thought that was really cool. Did they have the water going, too? Was it flowing at all? Water was not flowing. I don't know when the water fl- when it shuts off. It has to be like probably October, I'm assuming. Early October, yeah. Yeah, no water. But they did a really cool light show. Uh, that was pretty sweet. Um, after that, we went to the Slippery Noodle. They had four bands playing. So, yeah, oh, that place was packed. But we bounced from, like, you know, little bar to little bar, little bar. There was, a, like, a, an 80s hair band that was dressed up as Kiss. But they rocked their asses off. They were phenomenal. I wish I remembered their name. But I was feeling no pain at that point. Uh, uh, even my friend, oh, yeah. Oh, Vegas Bonds, first thing we did, we walked in there. And my wife's. The next day, said I never should have done that Vegas bomb. <laughs> now she knows my pain. <laughs> oh, everything comes full circle. Uh, <laughs> everything comes full circle. That is incredible. Yeah, the, the, them Vegas bombs are rough. Them Vegas my bombs are rough. Goodness, they are, but they're so tasty going down. They going sure down, are. Tasty. Um. So yeah, you know, that was fun. We're out for breakfast the next day. Uh, I cafe Perneco Pernacho. I couldn't tell you what it was. It was good. You know, I had a nice omelet. Um, went to the you know touchdown town. Had a had a ball. There's so many things there. It was raining, but everyone was such in such a good mood. The the atmosphere was pretty upbeat, even though you know uh, it was like, all right, what are we really doing here? But I think a lot of people were motivated for for Sam Ellinger's first start. Um. Uh, the game waned. You can kind of tell, all right, he's making a couple plays, but it was the same old stinking offense. So once we started kind of turning that corner in that fourth quarter where we were up pretty significantly, like, oh, man, like I mean, I, the, the whole atmosphere started to change. Everything felt great. As soon as Taekwon Lewis snapped his knee in half, the, the, the atmosphere was sucked out of the building there. Like, all right, well, this is it. We're going to lose now. And sure enough, we, 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 we lost. And... uh Man, Indy was a fun spot, though. I, everyone's just so nice and gracious and happy. Um, even my father-in-law, who's the you know, commander's fan, he said, I, I, I'd have to come back here for a game because of the city. We, we had such a good time. 
my son, uh, they, they took him to the museum while we were at the game. And my wife said it's the greatest museum she's ever been to. Uh, just if you have an opportunity to go to, to Indy, even if it's not for football, just to go visit. Yeah. It's a big city in a compact size. There's a lot to do in a little area. And it's just everyone feels homely, a homey and friendly. And it, it's it's great. I love the city. I really it, do. I do, too. And I, that's part of the uh, the allure of of Indianapolis for me is that I feel like I, I could go and enjoy it. Like I want to go in the middle of summer, you know what I mean? Or, or spring or something. I want to go experience that when it, when it doesn't have to do with football. It, every trip that I've taken, if you take football out of the equation, it's still a good time. Um, you know, the, the, you're right there. I mean, there's so much to do, uh, there and yeah, it, it really is a great city. I've never had, I've honestly, like just walking through talking to just casual people, everybody is pretty upbeat. Uh, you know, you do that, you know, asking us for money outside of the, the liquor store the one time that wasn't horrible. Um, but you know what I mean? Other than that, it was, it was, it, it is a really nice city. I, I do love it. It is peaceful. It's chill. Um, an interesting and I think underrated sports town. Oh, for sure. You got the Pacers right there. They have a nice little AAA ball club there. So Hoosiers, yeah, Hoosiers are right there. Hoosiers are right there. My goodness, Purdue and Purdue's pretty close. I know they're they are, they're, they're pretty big about that. Purdue's so. not too far away either. Yeah, you know? yeah. So a lot of lot of sports, a lot of legacy, and people that love their sports. You know, I was talking about Colts football all weekend long with strangers and. Yeah, just it was really, really cool. Really cool. It makes you feel at home. And I think that's the best part of it is that, you know, you're with your people, right? This is you're in an area, right? We get it in 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 small like glimmers like every now and then, right? Like it's it's you and me having a conversation or you talk. Uh I did meet a lot of Roch- uh Colts fans in Rochester, but you, you talk to people occasionally. You go to Indianapolis and it's everywhere. It's you, oh. you're immersed in it and it's it's welcoming and it's actually it's 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 pretty soothing, man. I, I I really do enjoy the vibe that I get when I go to India. I think that's what makes it so special. You're not wrong, you know. Uh, I was I remember anytime I saw anyone wearing a Colts jersey, I say go Colts, go Colts. Eventually, my wife said, "Hey, how come you keep on telling everyone go Colts?" Well, because I don't get that in Rochester. I don't get that here in upstate New York. You know, I always see you know people say, "Oh, go Bills." Anytime they see someone in a Bills jersey, right hat we don't have that so wouldn't i finally get that opportunity i would take full advantage of it i'm telling everybody go colts i had my son say hey bryson say go colts he's telling people go colts go colts it was great man it really like the energy was phenomenal and then even the uh, we ran into a bunch of washington fans i swear there's these two washington fans that were following us anywhere we go at our hotel they were there bam we got to breakfast the next day they're there bam like what? So, uh, we go, go we go out to like the oyster bar before the tailgate. They're there. Like what are you? You're definitely following me. But even they were great. They were fun to talk to. My my father in law loved them because they were on the same side. Of course. But when you get that camaraderie, that like brotherhood of enjoying the same football team, it's magical. It really is. See, that's what I love about Indy, though. Too. You just brought up a great point um, about having the Washington fans kind of with you and just chat with them. We don't see that shit in Buffalo. We don't see that. My the f- reason why Indy like stole my heart when I went to go, and it sounds corny and cliche, but with the first game I went to was 2018, Colts and Titans, right? Huge rivalry right now. But it was, I mean, it was still pretty, pretty saucy back then, too. Uh, dude, Titans fans were sitting there having a great time. And we're they're sitting next to each other. We're all as happy, like 
Everyone's just happy to watch football. You do that shit in Buffalo, that <laughs> you walk in with another team's jersey, you're getting harassed, you're getting beer dumped on you, you're getting just heckled the whole time. And this is why, like, I'm glad you've seen it. I don't know if you've seen it, you know, if you really caught, you probably caught, like, glimmers of that when you and I went last year for the the, the Patriots game. But this is why I love Indy, because, like, people can just go and have a, you know, have a great time at the football game. You know, we sat by some obnoxious Pats fans, but there was a lot of really great Pats fans walking through the city that you can have a good conversation about football. Oh, yeah. With. And you can, like, you can tease them or whatnot, but, you know, it's all in good fun and whatnot. Yes. With, with Bills fans, I feel like they their whole life revolves around the Bills and football. Where in India, it's like, hey, yeah, no, like, we root for our team, but it's not it's not our personality, you know? Thank We're not you. <laughs> wrapped up in, oh, my God, I, I had to let everyone know, hey, it's Bills or Ryan. Blah, blah, blah. And that's what I like about Colts fandom. Like, you can be a Colts fan but allow someone else to be a fan of their team and not try to, you know, be an asshole. Oh, ha, ha, hey, you know, it's yeah. just, it, it's, it's hard to, to translate unless you've seen it, which you have, and I have. And it's, it's cool just to know that, Hey, yeah, yeah. I like my team. I want to let you like your team too, without being a dick. Yeah. That's why I'm like, I'm excited. You know, I'm a couple months away from, Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I, a month and yeah, almost two months. Uh, away from the Chargers game, and, and I, you know I get nervous about doing shit like that. But I, like in India, I'm comfortable. My brother's a Chargers fan. I know that he can go there and have a good time and not get fucked with. And that's like that's important to me. You no, know, like, the whole time you know I'm walking around with my father-in-law. He's wearing his um, Commander jersey. Like, oh, look like Family Feud today. Family Feud. Huh? <laughs> Everyone just laughing at it because you know you got two opposing teams just walking down the street next to each other. No one's like giving, oh, how can you sit next to that guy? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, someone's an idiot in the family. No, like it was just, it was really just wholesome bonding and fun. It was, it was a really good time. That delights me. Well, that's the peak of this episode. It's all downhill from there. <laughs> uh, no, in all seriousness, but I'm glad, you know, you made the most of it. I'm glad aside from the football, you know, you had fun in the environment and stuff for what it was, but uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you had a good trip. It just makes me that much more excited. Uh, to do, I we're staying at a place that has a. Uh, I, I just booked our hotel this weekend. They have it's an old train station. I think it's like Crown Plaza or something like that. Okay. And they have in the middle of the hotel, they have a train where the box cars are ho- modified reser- uh, uh, refurbished hotel rooms. I oh don't know. Goodness. That's I don't know if I don't think we're staying in that part. I'd be surprised, but I was like, this is pretty cool. We're we're paying like. Uh, I think it was like a little over five, six hundred for like the four, the three or four nights that we're going to be there. So I was like, wow, we've walked by it before. I think I I think we walked by it before. It's literally like a two minute. It's a two minute walk to the stadium. But like I'm like, I'm excited for that. I haven't stayed at that place. You know, we stayed. I stayed where we stayed at that vicinity. The three previous all three, three times now and. I was excited to go somewhere a little bit on the outskirts, but, um, but I'm excited. And, and, you know, you took care of me. We did St. Elmo's uh, steakhouse. I'm doing the same for my brother. I'm excited oh, to go nice. back. I'm going to nice. film him eating the, the cocktail sauce. Hey, don't warn, warn him either. When he sees that, the shrimp buried underneath all that cocktail sauce. Just, hey, yeah, just take a bite. Have fun. Big old scoop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, he would kill me. He'd be so mad. He'd be so mad, but Hey, it'd be worth it. Um, It'd be worth it. So, yeah, so that's the happiness part of this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, the Colts have had one of the most tumultuous 
uh, weeks that I have seen in, in, in quite some time, a lot of change, a lot of confusion. Um, but here's, here's the simple breakdown and we're going to get into it. All right. So the Colts, we all know they lost the, the commanders, uh, in the, in the course of a week and some change, right? Matt Ryan gets benched. Uh, of course, two days after, right? Two days. It was Tuesday. I think it was yeah, Tuesday. Uh, Marcus Brady gets fired. And in the same day that uh, Naheem Hines uh, gets traded for fucking nothing. Um, and I'm, I feel like I'm missing something, too. Uh, <sighs> Maybe I'm not. Marcus Brady being fired. Uh, Sam Ellinger's first start. I mean, that kind of a thing. Uh, Tyquan Lewis, you know, the He's an ender. Yep. Um, no, I mean that's that's pretty much pretty much it. We've now it's, got Zach Moss in our team. Yeah. Yay. Fucking Bills man in Colts land. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a whole thing. Let's start with Marcus Brady. I want to talk about that because this was. Uh, uh, interesting to say the least, especially the logic used behind it. I don't know how you felt about it. Listen, I wasn't necessarily inspired. Uh, I wasn't necessarily inspired hearing that Marcus Brady was going to replace Nick Sirianni when when he left, what, two years ago? I think uh, last year with Carson was Marcus Brady's thing. First year as OC. Wasn't necessarily inspired. However, the rationale that I've been given for why Marcus Brady has been uh, parted ways with has not sat well with me. Uh, I'm, I feel like I'm watching like a politician talk. I feel, I, I feel like I'm being fed bullshit constantly. It, it, Marcus, you know, Marcus Brady's got to go. And Frank Reich is allegedly taking over play calling duties, which he, it's been well documented that he's had the whole time. Uh, I'm confused by it. I don't know if anything truly changes or not. I feel like, if anything, this this move puts more pressure on Reich to perform, even though, again, he's been calling plays. I'm confused. Well, I think that's what I like about it, too. It does It puts more pressure solely on Reich. So that way, if the offense doesn't perform, all right, we've got no one else to blame but Frank Reich. This is his, this is his baby now. You know, yes, he was calling plays, but Marcus Brady, from what I've known, he was the one designing those plays, creating those plays, implementing them during practice, uh, you know, getting the personnel group together. So now with Frank Reich being fully in charge of that offense, the inner workings of everything that's going on in that offense, if it fails, all right, at the end of the year, sorry, Frank, you, you just, you didn't, you didn't float it. You, you've got to go. Yeah. Um, that. I think, yes, Marcus Brady could be considered a scapegoat, but also you just took away Frank's shield. Now he's he's got nothing else. He's vulnerable as all hell. And if he fails, it's 100% solely on him and that awful offensive line. Yeah, I mean, I think that's you ever, being ever so positive. That's probably the best way to look at it. Like, I, I just, I, I'm like, I don't know. What's the, uh, all right, so, all right, say glass half full. All right, now it's Frank's offense to fail. Or, hey, they're going to fire the whole staff uh, at the end of the year anyway. They just started with Marcus Brady right now. Right. Yeah, I mean, again, that's probably the best way to to probably look at it. I want to see, I just want to see 
who was it like was was Nick Sirianni the real driving force behind our offensive success over the last couple of years? You know, it was 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 Sirianni the genius behind it. I, I like well, that you brought that up. Frank Reich was calling plays right when no, Sirianni was there. I get yeah, I get that. I like that you brought that up though because it, it does. We're gonna really see what Frank Reich is made of. Um, I, officially, the whole play design thing is like it's. It's so weird because I feel like shit still has to run through Reich, and if he don't like it, you know, put your foot down. But um, it, it's his back is legitimately against the wall right now to perform. And I know like Colts fans are pissed; they are fuming. I mean, obviously, probably more so than ever. Um, just peeking on Twitter the last couple of days, and and people are pissed. But I mean, you have to admit though, too, this offense has been largely like uninspiring since Sirianni left. I get it. Frank Reich's been calling the plays, but even like with Carson Wentz, and I'm I'm saying this, like it was just RPO, 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 a lot of hand the ball to Jonathan Taylor. Nothing like you see a lot of the best offenses in the NFL. They're doing crazy shit now, right? It's, it's wild. Like, Oh God, we didn't prepare for that kind of stuff. Mahomes has done it. Uh, the, The 49ers excel at that style of offense. And, and, and got to give credit where credit's due. The Bills do a lot of wild and crazy shit that you just can't prepare for. Uh, the offense has fallen flat, and it's weird because we've gone in a more uh, a younger, kind of more mobile direction. But the offense has been incredibly disappointing the last uh, kind of disappointing the last two years, as far as fun factor goes, right? Uh, it, but you got to play to your personnel. You know, you're talking about a Mahomes, a Josh Allen. Yeah, I mean, those quarterbacks are uh, prime quarterbacks. When you've got a uh, Carson Wentz back there who they lost trust in and, you know, didn't know how his foot was healing in the, in the first part with a Matt Ryan, who's not mobile at all to, to now, you know, I saw a little more, you know, fun factors coming on in with, with Ellinger when he started. I will agree with that. I will agree with that. I, I was at work doing my orientation uh, at my little part-time gig there, do my orientation, but I, it, it, on breaks and stuff. I was, I was watching. I was like, wow. Uh, Paris Campbell takes off the left end for what, like thirty something years or something like yeah. that. Just some like big chunk plays, but they were, they were getting creative and fun. And but that's how they were moving the ball. Um, that's what we need to see more of. That's the only chance. And I mean, if Indy is really tanking, like you said, I want to know. I want to know. Yeah. Please fucking tell me if we're ta- like, give me some sign <laughs> that we are sign. tanking. Just give me a well, sign. I think our sign came when. You know, Reich decided to punt with the, you know, fourth and one game on the line. Hey, if we punt, they get ball back. If we get this, game's over. All right, let's punt. Uh, yeah, that, that's not Reich. I, I don't know if it's because his defense is playing, was playing well or whatnot, but that's that's not a right call. We we should have go, gone for it. That would have been an aggressive play. Um, on the flip side, I, the commanders game, I think, is one of the best coach games of Reich's career. You know, he had a guy who who's never started before, um, an offensive line that's been awful. And I mean, if it wasn't for JT fumbling the ball in the run in the red zone, uh Ellinger fumbling the ball in the red zone, uh Pittman not getting on in, you know, cutting up field a little too soon uh, to, for that oh, touchdown. Oh, that last cat, that last drop. Oh, the, my. The, the last drop too. I mean, those are four opportunities for points. We yeah. should, we literally should have scored, scored more than thirty points, but 
again, turnovers, you can't put that on Reich. Uh, Pittman not turning up when they, we, they gave him the reverse. He was literally three yards away from the end zone. He fell, I think, his elbow into the end zone. If he would have just kept horizontal and not try to turn upfield so quickly, he had a perfect blocker right there. He could have scored on that on that end around. Right. Instead, he had to kick a field goal. Um, that drop that he had, those that's those aren't Reich's fault. Like he coached a hell of a game, but his team left, you know, at least 14, 17, 21 points on the field for him. Yeah, that's it. That's uh, like it's it's so it's it's so weird. Like, I mean, are the players like really giving up? I've been I've been seeing stuff all the time that the players are really frustrated right now at the front office, really yeah. frustrated. They're not happy with the benching of Matt Ryan. But it's like, like, I don't I don't know what to believe. I mean, obviously, it's 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 sports media. So a lot of it shit gets blown out of proportion. But like it does like. I don't know what to believe. Like, I, I mean, I, I'm frustrated with the front office too. Yeah, fuck them. Like, they're making some silly stuff. But at the same time, the players aren't responding the way that we thought. Like, again, we've heard quote after quote in the last couple of weeks about Ryan Kelly. We got to do this. We got to do that. Brother, you're the play better. You're the quarterback of the offense. You're essentially the quarterback of the offensive line. Get your shit together. Get your offensive line organized. Quentin Nelson, my God. Um, oh. You know that was it. They, they call a fucking shotgun a halfback draw play, and, and he gets quit, blown and up. Nelson gets blown up, and and J right it was JT can't even get in the end zone. No, nope. like it, it's it's. And you uh, know, I, I hear people being frustrated about the by the Matt Ryan benching. I'm thinking of this two ways. First off, he wasn't playing well. He was turning the ball over far too much. You know, he he he. he was the reason why we won three games, but he's also the reason why we lost three games. Um, if they wanted to bench him, I can make an argue for keeping him, but you can also make a pretty strong argument for benching him. I get it. I didn't like Sam Elliott coming on in because he wasn't proven. I felt like we did have a better chance with Matt Ryan, which I still believe we do. But who's to say that, you know, Matt Ryan being hurt, they know he's going to be out for at least four week, three to four weeks. Yeah. Okay, Matt we're going to tell everybody, you know, we've been thinking about the switch just to, to kind of put some confidence in Sam, make him feel good. You know, uh, I could see that being a thing. Just I, again, this conspiracy theory front office, not trusting them. Did they really think Sam Melger was going to be the guy and let's bench, bench Matt Ryan seven games into the season. That doesn't sound smart to me. These are smart people. No, people. I, I know. I just wish they talked to us a little bit. Like I, I, like I wish they'd talk to us like we're not dumb, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's like I feel insulted sometimes when I listen to these press conferences and see these these movements. It's like you like I feel like or they like we don't see we've been seeing through a lot of the bullshit the last couple of years. You and I have talked about a lot of this, the problems that are arising now, and everyone's like, "Oh shit, how did that happen?" You and I have talked about that. And I, I, there's times where, and it's like, it's all, I get it. It's all PR, it's saving face, but I legit feel insulted sometimes when I hear these guys answer questions. And uh, I, I don't know how to, like, I don't know how to feel about it. Like, uh, I mean, it, it rolls right into the Naheem Hines thing, right? Ugh. You know, like it rolls right into that. Hines uh, frustrated. This is coming from Schefter. This is coming from numerous other people. 
that he's frustrated within the Colts organization. We've seen that after they played Tennessee for the first or second time. Second about time, the quarterback thing. Uh, about starting all them, all them quarterbacks. What's up? Yeah, if you don't mind, there's nobody coming in there. Um, you know, uh, there's it. We got it, and they couldn't even fetch a decent return for him because they did not know how to use him properly. Like, yeah. I feel like that hurt his value a lot, and I just feel like I get, I get it. Hines wanted to go. All right. You can't trade anyone off of potential. You know, potentially he could be a great back. We've seen it. We've seen the spurts. They paid him but, to be a great back, and they've yeah. they've misused. They've completely misused him. The way Deion Jackson looked a couple weeks ago, I think it was again in the Jacksonville game. That's what, how Naheem Hines should have been used. But they haven't even attempted. They've never. They've never really well, in recent memory. They haven't really attempted to use him that way. I mean, when you got Jonathan Taylor getting a lot of the carries, can you? We all thought he was going to like go off in that game against Denver. Denver with JT said no. First play, he gets a concussion, and, yeah. and he can't. Even still, like I don't know. Like, I, we have talented running backs, and we won the Bills against the Bills last year. We did a lot of two running back sets, right? We did a lot of mix and match. I have not seen JT and Naheem Hines on the field together as much as they probably should have been. That no. is, I mean, that's a legit, like, that's a, that's again, that's a play calling issue. At that's, least 50% of the snaps, offensive snaps should have both of them on the field at the same time. When they're that good, 100%. You have, you have one guy, I mean, Jonathan Taylor could do it all, but he's primarily our running guy, right? Our downfield runner. Where Naheem Hines is our pass catching guy. And the, like, you could fuck up a defense that way. Like, oh do we God. commit to, do we quit to the run at JT? Or do we commit to the you know the the the, uh, the receiving game with you kidding the, me? You have it, both of them back there. Play action to JT. You have freaking Naheem Hines matched up on a linebacker. Do like an out route. We saw it in the uh, Washington game. Naheem Hines had a great catch uh, from Ellinger down the down the sideline uh, off of a wheel route. Just yeah. it, beautiful. Like he's got great hands. Get creative a little bit. I think that's a reason why Marcus Brady may not be there anymore because he wasn't getting creative with it. Right. Yeah, I, th- th- that whole usage was just frustrating. And now, you know, again, we get a sixth round pick and and Zach Moss, who we all I mean, living here in Western New York, we see this dude just just tailing, um, spiraling etiquette, just falling down the 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 the, the depth chart in Buffalo. Uh, the Bills got a really great one. They're, I mean, that's an offense that's got it. Ken Dorsey. He's going to find oh, a way to use Naheem Hines. My God, he's going to be salivating uh, with having him there. It's silly. Oh, it one hundred percent is. So yeah, I just, I, I mean, that was a terrible way to end it. I mean, again, Hines had every every reason to be hurt and be just confused about where he stood because they've failed. I mean, literally. Five five months ago, six months ago, Frank Reich. If I was a fantasy football owner, I'd go and get Naheem Hines. This Why? team, right? And I did. I I fell for it because I thought, and it's it's been largely disappointing. He's on the waiver wire in almost every league I'm in. I picked him up in both my leagues uh, after the trade. So yeah, I, I and I don't blame you. You know, <laughs> um, it's but I feel like again a lot of a lot of what are issues this year in particular is the offensive line. So now, do we blame Reich for that, or do we blame the guy that's stocking the cabinets? 
while this Strausser is a right guy, and from what I heard, I, I, I heard this recently, um, the, the previous dude who was doing good, he said something like really mean, and they fired him for it. It wasn't a retirement. I, I heard this through, I, I forgot what the exact details was, but he didn't retire. He was kind of forced out. Um, and, and, and Reich said today in this press conference, I believe in Chris Strausser, uh, the offensive line coach. Like, this is why, like, I, I went with the politician comparison because we all see what's actually going on, uh, but we're not buying it because the offensive line is, is getting worse. And- but I mean, is it the, again, is it the coaching or is it a talent thing? Because I, look, Good Quentin coach. Nelson's not supposed to be this bad. Right. He's not. Why is he this bad this year? I mean, is it the injuries, all the surgeries that he's had? But in my opinion, when it comes to a coach, a coach is supposed to be able to bring out the best in the players he's responsible for. That is, that's where it falls on the coaching. If if the players aren't responding to a coach, um, you know, it, it, it's 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 probably a coaching issue. That that's the way I've, I, I, or I guess it's kind of maybe a little bit of both. I, I mean, I'm. It's so hard to pinpoint it because these guys yeah. just don't seem motivated. I, I just it goes back to my thing with 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 Vrabel from a couple weeks ago and how inspired the Titans players rally around Vrabel and his passion and his Salt Bay uh, challenges and everyone gets fired up and stuff. And I'm just like, there's no swagger here. There's no there's no no confidence, no pomp and circumstance, no pride. Uh, this these players aren't responding to these coaches. I feel like the I this is why you know what I mean? I, even if they somehow rally and, and and maybe make a push we're a first round exit, you know, you know what I mean? Like I just I can't see this team gelling enough. It's like when you date a really, really hot girl, all right? Really, really hot girl. All right. You want to be with I've her all had the time. my share. I'm sure you have. And uh, I'm sure you have. And she's like everything. But at some point, the magic of the hotness kind of wears off. And the little things start to creep up. You start to notice the little things. And you, she's, you're still keeping her around because she's pretty hot. Right? She's pretty attractive. But things just aren't clicking the way that they did at the beginning. The magic is lost. And that's where I get confused. This is where I get hurt. Um, this is what I see when I look at the Colts team is that this, this, the allure of, of Reich and this, this, this culture, um, that, that we keep being sold on year in and year out. It's just, it's not gelling and it's gotten uh, it, almost beyond repair. You know, there's certain instances where you look at like an Andy Reid Eagles team, which took forever to finally get over the hump. It took a couple years to finally get over the hump. NFC championship games finally made it to a Super Bowl. And there always seemed to be something still there, right? Something, uh, some kind of fire and passion. The Chiefs for years, right? There was something still there. And they finally got their quarterback and and, and transcended into, uh, you know, it being one of the best, again, one of the, the ultimate franchise in the NFL. I just, I feel like this thing is slipping away. And there's, there's, they talked about it last year. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of cracks in the armor. Right. They talked about the locker room was 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 fractured because of issues. And uh, I don't think those were healed. I think there's a serious trust issue between coach and player. Um, All coaches and all players. I think there's this trust issue between front office and players. 
and uh, it's it's breeding for what we're seeing today in 2022's Colts team. Well, you know, and you heard that fracturing uh, in like the first five, six weeks of the season. And then we went on that run and then you didn't hear about it anymore. And then you saw everyone celebrating and, oh, my God, everything's hunky-dory. These fractures only occur when people are losing. I'm telling you, if we start stringing out, if we string off five wins right now, oh, my goodness, this, this Colts team, they, they, they be, oh, they're back. They're good. You know, all that, all that stuff. Ellinger is the guy. And then we're not talking about this. We're only talking about this right now is because they're losing. I know and, that's that's the difference, though, my man. That's the right? difference, though, in my opinion. So why are we losing? Is it coaching or, or is or is it talent? I think it's everything. I think it's I I think it's a host of everything. I I, I really do think that you know the players just aren't buying into this shit anymore. I think that loss last year to Jacksonville it destroyed this team foundationally. Right, all the pillars are still here from last year, and they've just lost faith. Right. I, I just think I think it was this this domino effect, you know. Rivers retires. Let's go get Carson Wentz. Okay, Carson. Either the players really love Carson Wentz and they're pissed off that the, the that Ballard traded him, or they're pissed off that Frank Reich, their head coach, put all their eggs in the in the Carson Wentz basket and it failed. And it, it it's just been snowballing. It's just been getting worse and worse and worse. Uh, over the years, that I mean, that's the way I look at it. That it's, this isn't just it didn't just happen between Jacksonville and and where we're at right now. That this has been a just I mean, just ever growing, and there's been little things that have contributed to it. But I mean, it, again, is is that on the coaches or is that on the players? Because I've heard Darius Butler say, "Hey, look, you know, it's not the coach's job to get you up for a game. No, their job is to put you in the right spots to win. So if you're not motivated because the coach isn't doing a job to motivate you, then you're in the wrong profession. You should be motivated by 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 playing the game, by getting your checks. The game should motivate you if you're a competitor. So I feel like Reich is putting these guys in the correct position to to win, and they're just not executing to their fullest extent." Now, could that be because they're not, uh, you know, not go- agreeing with with what Reich is doing? Uh, is he not firing them up enough? Yeah, that maybe that is the case. But then you got to look down inside the player and say, "Hey, what's wrong with me?" Yeah, I, I do. I just I watched up like Hard Knocks last year was very revealing, and I'm almost tempted to kind of go take another watch at it. I'm I'm actually slightly tempted to go and do that because I I don't know it, it was. Just, the energy wasn't there. It wasn't there for me. It was very, very eye-opening and very sad. So you want like a hype guy, like a, like a guy, you know, like you said, with Brable doing the Salt Bay and like I, the big hoorah. Where I'm at right now, I feel like we're getting dollar store Rex Ryan in the passion department. I feel like we're getting dollar store Tony Dungy, who was the same way, very quiet. He He wasn't bombastic and boisterous like you know, these other coaches and, you know, not, you know, all swagger or charismatic. He was a good coach. Yeah. It's just mixed feelings. I don't know. I know you see things one way. And of course, you know, I respect, I respect and value that opinion. I just, I I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm out. I'm personally, I'm out on Reich. I know you believe he's still a really great head coach. Uh, It's just, it's just, I mean, we've he's lost, he's lost, they've lost control. I, I feel like they've just lost control. I, I really do. We've had these quiet coaches, Dungy, uh, Caldwell, Pagano. These guys weren't the, the, the crazy ones showing all the, the, the passion and stuff on the sidelines. Um, could that be a, a, you know, a bad thing? 
maybe maybe it is maybe these guys would kind of just uh, react better to someone that's more energetic and charismatic but maybe that's just not the the kind of coach that ursay wants you know it, look at what more did playoffs playoffs he he was <laughs> an animated you know jerk and the record kind of showed for it he, he wasn't a great coach in indy um We've had results with quieter guys, more laid back guys. Doesn't mean just because you're not out there showing the passion on the sidelines like other guys, doesn't mean that you're not a good coach. But why aren't these guys responding the way that we think they should be? Right. And that's, I think that's where the problem a lot, you know, they're in lies because you can't pinpoint it. Right. I mean, we, we have rough ideas, but we can't specifically pinpoint it to one thing. And that's why it's, blow it up might be more appropriate. I, I just, and it sucks because we've acquired some really talented name players, right? Seven, all seven, all pros or seven pro bowlers last year, but shit just, it ain't, it ain't clicking. It ain't Do clicking. You think this is not this, having the longevity there at quarterback. has just disheartened everybody. Maybe, I mean, maybe a little bit. I mean, that's why Naheem was out. Um, but they you know, sell you. They sell you. That was part of the reason why Naheem wanted out. But they sell you on a guy. You know, they sold us on Matt Ryan. And they sold failed. everyone on Matt Ryan. Yeah, yeah, they did. And it failed. And they pulled the plug on it before it, you know, it could really get to where it was. Um, but obviously, we again, that goes to the offensive line. I, Do you think Ballard's ever Jacksonville that, game really like just ripped their heart out when we got shut out by him? Because I mean, you know, that Houston game, we were down pretty big to begin the begin the Matt Ryan era era. He pulled him on back. Okay, maybe, maybe he can be the guy. Jacksonville comes out, sounds on our hearts. Oh crap, not good. Kansas City, he doesn't have a great game either. We win, but we don't have a great game. Is it like uh and then we go into Tennessee and lay another dud? Uh, you think the locker room lost faith in Matt Ryan in that offensive line. And from there, it just snowballed from where I I'm looking at it. Like it doesn't sound like Matt Ryan was really like, they like it doesn't sound like people were stoked about the Matt Ryan benching. And that's why, like, that's why, like, that's where the confusion lies. Again, these are all reports. Um, but it, it, from what I've read and, and, and seen, the team deep down wasn't really happy about yeah about Matt Ryan being benched and uh and I get that like I I get that you talk about the no chemistry thing and then Matt Ryan he's he's there you have a good game against Jacksonville the second time around the offensive line lets him, you know get lets him get messed up but the they're not letting anybody build. And again, nobody thought Ellinger was going to pull things together, right? Nobody really thought that or thought or expected Ellinger to, to be the savior of the season. Um, I, it just, it, it, it looks like front office or coaching ineptitude that the way that they keep backpedaling over their decisions, you know, all right, here, I'll give you, you know, another example, 2019. All right. Uh, Jacoby Brissett gets that two year, 15 mil, uh, a year or something like that. It was like two years, 30 mil, 15 a year. They go on with him. He's doing fine. And it brought joy to my heart, but they signed Phillip Rivers, right? They signed Phillip Rivers. 
Uh, Phillip was great for the team. Obviously, we know that 11 and five season playoff appearance. But it was like, okay, I know Jacoby fucked off at the end. Um, you know, things weren't going great at the end of the season, but it kind of looked like, okay, we're not doubling down. We're not, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're, we're saying not, not doing, you know, uh, we believe Jacoby can be this. I, you know, Frank Reich, I believe this guy can be this. And then their actions prove otherwise. And it, it's, it's just, it's a weird environment to see like it. And, you know, there's no trust. There's no trust. I, that's what I said. That's why I take away. This is why I take away from the press conferences that you got to take everything with a grain of salt because they might not mean it. One week, Matt Ryan, or six weeks, Matt Ryan's unflappable. He's great. Great that's leader. My, that's great leader. Ben that's Spain. that's my yep. quarterback. Yeah, we decided to bench Matt Ryan for Sam Ellinger. Um, and that's why I'm thinking, man. I really think that Matt Ryan got hurt. They realized, all right, crap. He's going to be out for a bit. Hey, Matt, we're going to let everyone know we were thinking about putting Sam in for the last couple of weeks to kind of instill some confidence in him. I mean, you don't go one week saying, yeah, he's a great leader, tremendous leader, blah, blah, blah. Next, like, well, you know, we've been thinking about putting Sam in for, for a couple of weeks now. And now that, now that Matt's hurt, we're going to do it. Yeah. The thing, yeah, the thing it's, it's, yeah. Ursay said it, the thought has been since Denver, which is like, crazy to think about because then the next week after they beat jacksonville oh he's a great leader he's unflappable he, he reminds me just a Peyton. oh what a like come on man yeah stop again just stop selling us and it's not it, this hasn't been going on with just matt ryan right it hasn't been oh. going on with just matt ryan um it, this has happened with numerous uh you know numerous players you get the uh just the, the, the bullshit customer service response, you know, when, 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 and ask questions, they, they go a different route. And like, if you're a player, just seeing again, your the core of your team, just torn. Like I, I want to be surprised if players were upset that TY didn't get, get brought back. And yeah. I know that we weren't exactly like, no, we all knew TY about it. Right. Yeah. We, we all knew that TY he's, he's not the same player that he was, you know, even four years ago with his last year with luck. But, don't you think that like affected a lot of these guys? I mean, T.Y. was the last of an ancient breed. Don't get me wrong, but he was that leader. He was that guy who, you know, it, he was a he was the offensive Shaq Leonard. You know what I mean? He he was the offense with Shaq Leonard is the defense as far as being their motivator. You know, it, it, there was that point where that the 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 record without T.Y. Hilton was not really all that great. And I know there's been some weird, but it it shit still lingers. You know, it shit still lingers. It, just the the way that Ty, the Ty situation was handled. All right, no no minimal conversations. One day you wake up and there's a thank you Ty sign on fucking Lucas Oil Stadium. What the fuck? You know what I mean? Like well, I think they probably had conversations with people saying, "Hey, he's not coming back." I this as a player, I just I I don't know. Like that that now. Do you think we'd be doing all this right now if Andrew Luck never retired? I think no. probably. No, come on, dude. This offensive line, the way that the offensive line is playing, this is the reason why Andrew Luck retired. It would have been fixed. This is, it, we would not have this offensive line had he been had we not had to try and find a quarterback. You don't think so? One hundred percent. We had the guy at quarterback. 
they believe these guys. They, 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 they believe in these guys. Yeah. And that, the, well, they have to say that you can't say, well, you know, here's another quarterback. We believed in these guys. We've seen them play yeah, good. And there's only they, been they, minor, there's only been minor, I mean, obviously major ramifications, but you know, we have our core three. Uh, we didn't, we didn't they, believe in Carson. We did not believe in Carson. We were, we were no, sold. I'm talking about, I'm talking about the line. I'm talking about blue. Oh, we, we believed in the line. I the said line, last the year line, the line wasn't going to be good. I knew it took it some hits, but again, that's all stuff that if Andrew Luck had stayed, he would have got fucking killed. He would have, they'd have a much better line. They, they wouldn't have, they would have built around him better than, you know, around Carson Wentz. I 100% believe that everything would have been mitigated. I wish, yeah. I wish I, I wish I could. I just, I, I don't it's know. Having that guy at quarterback, man, that's, that's the name of the game right now. And that's why we're, where we're at because we don't have that guy. We've been trying to find that guy. We don't have him. They're trying to make Ellinger that guy. He's not going to be that guy. He's he looks, he looked okay. He looked good. I was happy with his performance for what it was, but he's not going to be that top tier of player. No. And, I'm really hoping that us shitting the bed this year is what they're doing so that we can go get that guy. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's where it's, I mean, that's, I've, I've kind of accepted that now. I don't let, I don't, I don't let the Colts like their wins and losses affect my happiness as much as I used to. Like it, it, uh, it used to like, it used to like, really bother me but this year it's it's you know i i get emotional for the show's sake and other things but I, it doesn't like yeah if the colts lose i just kind of laugh and go about my business but i'm rooting uh, for losses man like when we when we when we lost to, to Washington, i was like well hey now we're closer to hooker now yeah. we're closer to hooker at that, this point do you want to win i mean it'd be nice if they won when i went you know, uh, if I went to the game, that'd be pretty cool. But I just, again, it, it doesn't affect me because I just know that this team cannot compete with the best of the AFC. Yeah. So why win? If, if Like you said, it'd be a wild card exit at best. Or do we lose so we can get our guy? And that that's what I'm doing for now. I want Hendon Hooker. I want Levis. I, I, I mean, Bryce Young would be fantastic. We're not going to get that. But... Yeah, it's it. It's one of those things. Like this, like professional sports is so weird with that because you want to see your team win and do good and stuff all the time, and you really want to believe in these players. But there's so much more. There's there's it's a lot more strategy to acquire players. You gotta you gotta be a place that free agents want to come to mm-hmm. first Which and foremost, and and you have to put yourself in a position to draft solid young cheap talent to win, you know, to be able to build a, a proper team and, and, and win stuff. We and we've proven to... we can do that. Yeah. I just, that's why I, I don't want to blow it up yet. I want Reich and Ballard to have one year with their guy. Get a, go out and get a quarterback. I want Ursa to go and say, hey, you got one year. Go out, get your quarterback. If it doesn't work, then you're gone. And then, all right, all chips in, getting your quarterback of the future. You get that guy. You can if you can group him right, if you can show that, hey, you, you can coach this guy, you can coach this team, you can stay. Ballard, you make sure you pick the right guy, you put the right pieces around him. You know, if I don't see improvement next year, then sorry. Bye. Right. 
Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, well, if, if you get your guy, how long does it take? Like, how long do you wait until, you know, that's I mean, this is all important conversation, important conversations that have to be had. But, you know, how long do you wait? You know, if 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 we get one of these top draft picks and he's not winning us 10, 11 games right out of the gate, does Wright get canned? Or, okay, maybe next year and the process continues. Or, you know what I mean? It, it gets, it's, it's one of the, and then of course, or, or, you know, Wright does get canned, Ballard gets canned, and we have a new GM and coach that don't have their guy in place and we're just going through the same cycle again. It's, it's just, that's, the, that's the uneasy part. It's the, it's fun, you know, so it pans out, but um, that's the uneasy part of all of this is that, you know, again, we, it, <laughs> You know, we 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 thought we thought we had it figured out. But don't you have confidence in Reich's ability to work with quarterbacks? All right, he may not be the the greatest coach when it comes to all aspects of coaching, but who else would you rather have to help mold a young quarterback? He's been great with Brissett, Luck, Ryan, Rivers, yeah, Wentz, now Ellinger. He's he's helped groom. He's he's protected it and helped groom these quarterbacks. And if we had to go in with a rookie quarterback, I feel comfortable having Reich be that guy. And if it doesn't look good the first year, all right. But if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be Reich. This is why I feel like he makes a better coordinator than a hundred percent. I I than a head coach. If we could demote him down to offensive coordinator and get like you know a young, like defensive minded head coach, that would be great. And just have Frank strictly think about offense. That'd be fantastic. I, it's not possible. No, there's no way. I feel so comfortable having Reich mold a rookie quarterback because he's done great with all of our other quarterbacks. He has. Yeah, that was just. It certainly was a strength. It was a strength. But, um, but yeah, we've talked quite a bit. Uh, there's a lot to talk about this week. It was a tumultuous week um, for cold stuff, and who knows what's going to come, what's going to happen next this Sunday. Uh, Colts at Patriots, one o'clock p.m. Eastern time. Uh, should be interesting. The Patriots are starting to maybe find a bit of a rhythm again, and uh, Ellinger is going to go. He obviously young, young quarterback. Uh, you know his second start now, and Belichick thrives off that stuff. Their defense is playing good. Their run game is playing good, and the little quarterback competition between Zappy and Mac Jones have. Uh, has maybe brought the best out in, in both of those guys too, potentially. But um but we shall see. Hoping for a Colts win, of course. Uh, sorry, some loud noises going on outside. But um but you know we shall see. We'll be back next week. Uh is it time for a Riders rant or are you all gassed out? Uh only thing I'm gonna rant about is go to Indy, get the wings from Kilroy's Go to the slippery noodle. It's not a not a strip club. Get the uh, Las Vegas bombs and have yourself a night. Absolutely, absolutely, highly, highly recommend it. No bias here. Uh, but that is it, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Hope you took something from it. Hoping for well, whatever result you're hoping for at this point, whether it's a loss, whether it's a win. Hope you get it. Uh, I mean, what the fuck do I say? It is what it is. <laughs> I can't say I hope we get the win and then, oh, shit, we miss out on a top quarterback prospect. <laughs> very weird position to be in as a podcast <laughs> host. 
But uh, <laughs> thank you so much, and we will talk to you next time right here on Colts Fans. Hooker! And Bill's Land. Or Levis. Or Levis.